Good morning, this is FloridaDaily.net and I'm Kemp Parr. I'm in Minneapolis at the 2022 CARE Annual Conference and I'm with Bob Peoples. Bob, how you doing? I'm doing great, Kemp. Good to see you. Good to be with you. You're the Executive Director. You're Dr. Bob Peoples. A little background on you. You've got your PhD in chemistry and you've been in the flooring business for a long time with, with Solutia way back in the day. And then you got with CARE in the early stages of CARE. And then you went off to Washington and did something with the Chemistry Council. And then you come back. So what's your combined years with CARE now? Well, my combined years with CARE, you know, I guess it's close to 20 years. I started unofficially in 2002 when we signed the MOU, ran till 2008, and then came back in 2012. So I'd like to say that we're so committed to our mission, we actually recycled the executive director of CARE. And here we are in 2022. So if I do the math, maybe it's a little closer to about 16 years, 17 years. And this is the 20th anniversary and the first time this group has met in three years, right? That's right. Unfortunately, due to the pandemic, we canceled our 2020 conference and Despite our best efforts to hold an in-person conference in 2021, due to the pandemic, we switched to a Zoom conference. So this is our first face-to-face meeting in three years. And I I think you could see the excitement and enthusiasm uh, on all the participants. The mission of CARE is to minimize the amount of post-consumer carpet that ends up in the landfill. So let's get to how you're doing on that in just a second, though. First, uh, this meeting, the size of the group's a little smaller this year, right? Yeah, the group is a little bit smaller, but let me back up and just comment on the mission. The mission of CARE is to drive market-based solutions for the reuse and recycle of post-consumer carpet. That is keeping it out of the landfill, and that's a good thing for for all of us. The participants this year are going to number about 62. Uh, That's a good turnout. That's down probably half of what we've been prior to the pandemic, and a lot of that's attributed to the loss of our membership during the financial crisis. We, we took a big hit in the financial crisis. And then with the pandemic, we've lost a number of folks. Cash flow issues, having to decide whether to renew leases, be able to cover a cost of operations and labor. It's been a heavy burden for the recycling community. And it's not unique to carpet. It's across the entire recycling spectrum. Actually, care when you look at it, it's kind of a two worlds out there. You've got what's going on in recycling for the rest of the world, and then what's going on in recycling in California, because you've got to admit, you spend a lot of time managing that whole EPR legislation and the dollars that are charged when you buy carpet to recover carpet. So you, you, you kind of split there, aren't you? Well, yeah, we drive down two paths here, and I think we've done a reasonable job of balancing those two paths, but California was and still is an experiment. In the early days, we struggled to get the program off the ground, and once we gained traction starting in about 2015, we've made steady, positive, significant progress, but we've reached the point now where all the low-hanging fruit is picked. So the idea that we can just do a linear extrapolation to the future doesn't work in this case. And I I think it's unfortunate. There's a lot of folks that don't understand that process. It's one thing to place a trailer at a high volume retailer that turns over that trailer two or three times a week. And we got all those saturated at this point. Now you're talking about going out and reaching out further to the mom and pop shops. They might only turn a trailer over once every three or four months. We've had cases in rural counties where a trailer doesn't turn once a year. So the cost and the logistics are quite different. Let's talk about the recycling rate 
in California versus the recycling rate in the rest of the world? Because that gives you a view of those two worlds I'm talking about. Yeah, so in California, we managed to hit for the first time our recycling rate target in 2021, and that was about 28%. In the rest of the U.S. right now, we're running about 5 to 6 7%. So there is a pretty big difference. But the flip side of that is that as carpet sales have declined both in California and the U.S., and they're declining in California at at almost two to three times the rate they're declining around the rest of the U.S., as new carpet is sold, old carpet gets ripped out. If you're not selling new carpet, there's less rip-out carpet available to be harvested. And there's a genuine concern right now that the investments that have taken place in California may not see the flow of feedstock that they've enjoyed in the past as as the sales side continues to slow. So the shift to hard surface has affected the available pool of what can get recycled. That makes sense. One of the things that you notice when you come to this meeting is there's fewer entrepreneurs. And I think it's because if there's no stimulus or incentive like a EPR program, it's just hard to make it out there in the rest of the world with some of these entrepreneurial ideas, right? Yeah, entrepreneurs always have a tough haul. And I think those that have ha- have been able to survive and be successful are those that, number one, adapt to their environment. So they pivot as things change in the marketplace. Number two is they tend to have diversified models. They're not ju- doing just one thing. You know, the simplest diversification is if you do carpet, you're also doing pad. And pad has a decent revenue stream associated with it. But we have a lot of our entrepreneurs that have multiple business elements to their platform, and, and I think this is what enables them to survive, especially when times get very tough. One of the big issues that we kind of watched and, and covered in the news uh, was this shift from nylon to PET, and for a while that choked <clears throat> the system. But uh, I'm understanding that Eastman now has something they're coming online with that's going to help solve that. Tell us about that. Yeah, this is really exciting, Kemp. PET, when it started displacing nylon in the marketplace, and now it is the dominant fiber, your readers know that, there were no outlets at the time for PET. So it turned the economics upside down for the recyclers. Now the world is demanding uh, attention to plastic waste. And some of the big brand owners are telling their suppliers, you got to solve this problem. And the chemical companies have stepped up. Eastman Chemical, Pure Cycle, Loop, Shell Chemical, Indorama, these are big global players, and they've made substantial commitments to invest in chemical recycling of these polymers. Eastman is one of the leaders right now in terms of the time frame for that commitment. We're really excited. They'll be speaking here today, and they're currently bringing online, probably in the first quarter of 23, a major PET depolymerization plant. That plant will command hundreds of millions of pounds of feedstock. So we're not naive enough to think it's all going to be single sourced from carpet. But even if we get 25 or 30 percent, that's a major chunk of PET carpet demand, and that's just one company. Pure Cycles focused on polypropylene. That's pretty exciting. So we think that in the beginning of 2020, we thought things were staged for a major surge, and then the pandemic hit, hit us big setback. Now we believe the chemical recycling coming online is going to be the big opportunity that we've been waiting for for a long time. All right, we're about to run out of time. We were going to talk about the awards you gave last night. We're covering that on Floor Daily. So if listeners will please just go to Floor Daily. You you did give away some uh, Man of the Year and uh, Recyclers of the Year, uh, four different awards, as well as recognizing your core sponsors. 
So, Bob's great to talk to you. Again, we've been talking to Bob Peoples, the Executive Director of CARE, and you've been listening to Kempar and FloridaLA.net.